God. Hallelujah. I won't keep you long, but just long enough. Thank you, guys. Refreshing to you all. Hallelujah. I want you to go to Isaiah, Isaiah uh, 44, please, verse 3. And uh, isn't it amazing to be in the presence of the Lord? Thank you for your time tonight. Hallelujah. Those that are watching online, wherever you are, amen. Vacationing, enjoy, be strengthened, come back stronger. Amen. It's so, so wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We glorify Him. Well, God is doing great things. Hallelujah. So I wanted to bring you the scripture because I believe it was last Sunday night that, that I started shouting this scripture. And I just wanted to give you it in... Uh, give you the reference where, where it is, and then we're just going to move on from that just a little bit. But as Isaiah 44, verse 3, For I will pour water upon him who is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit upon your offspring, and my blessing upon your descendants. I take it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now this is what the young man quoted uh, in the Hebrides revival when Duncan Campbell arrived off the boat and uh, it was late in the night. I think it was something, if my memory serves me correctly, it was something about late 11. I, I know it was some, you know, late hour. He got off the boat and, and they said to him, Mr. Campbell, I know that you're tired and you're hungry, but the church is full basically and, and would you come and just uh, speak to the people uh, before you would eat and retire for the night, Mr. Campbell said, yes, of course. He went, he just spoke an ordinary message. I suppose everybody was thinking that the sealant tiles were going to blow off because Duncan Campbell was here. Um, but nothing happened until the young man stood out into the aisle of the church and said, this is not the way this was supposed to be. And so what we need is we need a bunch of people that are saying, this is not the way this was supposed to be. I'm going to try that one more time. Thank you for one clap at the back there. This is not the way this was supposed to be. You know, I know in, this, in my own life, I know what it's like to keep the flame lit. I know what it's like in my own life to keep myself from, you know, just slipping into, you know, religion or mediocrity. I, I, I know what it's like. I know the, the pull of life. I know at 55 you think I should know. I do. Uh, and I've walked this now for many, many, many years. I know that I have to watch my focus because there are so many bright, shiny things. And we're like magpies. We love shiny things. And there are shiny things that want to go off in our lives, that want to get our, our attention. And some of it is absolutely great vacations. You know, when people hear me talk, they think, oh man, he doesn't even like us. I love you having vacations. I love you doing whatever you want to do as long as Jesus is always at the center of your life. We take Jesus with us on vacation. <laughs> we take warfare with us on vacation. Amen. We take authority with us on vacation. We're not out to lunch, getting distracted, but I know in my own life, how easy it is to get distracted. How easy it is for time to fly by. And before I know it, what I was going to do with the Lord, it's not now doable because time has passed by. Have you ever said something like, well, you know, I'm busy this morning. I'll get to, I'll get to spend time with the Lord tonight. 
And when tonight came, it didn't work out because something else wants to get. And then you wish you coulda, you wish you shoulda. And before you know it, you're not living out of the, the freeness of the life of the Spirit. You're actually living out of something of a condemnation. And the enemy will see to it that you feel bad for not spending time with God. You see, we don't prepare constantly just to speak to people. We prepare in God for our lives to be lived and to spend time with Him, amen, in whatever shape or form that takes is our highest honor. Can I have an amen? amen? It's like your work. You're not always just preparing in life for your work. That would be terrible if you don't prepare yourself. Give time to yourself. Give time to your family, that you're always in your office preparing yourself for this, for that, to go to work. No, no, no. We need to be able to what? Have time. That's like me, just spending my life just preparing to have a meeting, that my life in God has been reduced just preparing meetings. That would be terrible. I don't believe that's what God asks for. I believe there's an investment, but what he's interested in is me. What he's interested in is you. He's interested in your spiritual well-being. He's interested in your physical well-being. He's interested in your financial well-being. I know that you know all of this, but it's worth repeating it. <clears throat> because life gets fast. And before we know it, we can actually even study Scripture for the wrong reasons instead of the right. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. We can study scriptures for the wrong reasons instead of the right. You know, I believe that when you walk with God, God is able to say things to you that is necessary for life. Amen. Hallelujah. He said that we would know his voice and the voice of a stranger we would not follow. To me, that's an absolute that if I can know his voice, then no stranger's voice is going to lead me. I have the ability to stay focused. Everybody say that with me. I have the ability to stay focused. No chasing after shiny things. Well, everything changed at the moment. So you think that it's always like in today's world, in modern Christianity, it's, it's, it's about the personality or about the preacher. Well... Duncan Campbell had came. He had spoken his message. They had said to Duncan Campbell in the Hebrides, Duncan Campbell, Mr. Campbell, you have brought revival to the Hebrides. And Mr. Campbell says, nay, revival was already here. Amen. In many places that we go, I always tell them that I'm here just as a trigger. I'm not bringing anything except my supply. I'm not here to do something that you haven't already done. I'm just here to add my faith and the gifting that is in my life to it. But I'm certainly not bringing what you are negligent in producing. Hallelujah. See, church makes up not what you lack, but adds to you corporately. So let me say that again. Church doesn't give you individually what you lack. It feeds you, fuels you, 
encourages you, safe place for your family, pastoral, all of those different things, it is necessary, the plan of the local church. But the true uh, operation of the church is not only, yes, the, what our Acts tells us is the, you know, the, the, the teaching of the apostles, the prayer, the communion, the breaking of bread, the fellowship, but the corporate. Everybody say the corporate. And what I can't get done by myself, we can get done together. Amen. And that is the power of being in a body that actually believes power is available to accomplish. Brother Hagen said that, remember, is that you don't pray to feel, you pray to accomplish. And the only reason that Brother Hagen would have said that, yes, being led by the Spirit of the Lord, but also because of experience that he would have learned through the years that what people truly just want to experience is the presence of God. And yet there is work to be done with the presence that you experience. So when you experience the presence, that is not the moment just to enjoy that sensual moment. That is the moment to employ that presence to accomplish, especially when you're with other people. Remember that vision that the Lord gave me years ago? And it was, I saw that, that the worship had built a throne basically for Jesus in the midst of the people. And Jesus came and took a seat in the midst of the auditorium. And from there, he directed the service and there were miracles, squeals of delight and all of those different things. People were realizing that in the midst of worship, they were healed and no man touched them. No one brought them to the altar. It was the move of the spirit, the presence of the Lord that was changing people's lives. I believe for this. I, I believe that we're going to I believe there's hallmarks of this happening every time that we're in, even what we've just experienced for the last hour. You cannot stand in this presence like this and not believe that something somewhere in your life has changed. Now, you, you can, you know, you say, well, I don't experience this on, in, on my own, but you can, but it's different. Don't, don't please try to make what you sense corporately something that you believe you have to have individually. Individually is not diminished. It's as special as the corporate, but it may not be the same. So what people get uh, miffed about or they get disappointed at is that what I experience in church, why can't I just have that at home? Is because what you're working with here is the corporate presence of the Lord, the manifested presence of the Lord that all of us together have produced. Do you understand what I'm saying? Individually, then, when you go before the Lord, it is special. There is nothing that can take away from that. But you must never, ever take away, just because you don't feel the big raw or the moment, and Sam and the team just lifting us up into the ephors and taking us higher and higher and higher, and you're just, you know, trying to crook a note, you and God, and there's nothing happening. You must never measure because all has its place. <laughs> so if it was all on the man, then it would have happened the moment that Duncan Campbell opened his mouth. But it wasn't. It was on them all. 
Duncan Campbell had a part. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I have a part. No matter what I think about myself, no matter how I feel about myself, we all have a part. What if the young man had not stepped out into the aisle that night? What if Jason had not clapped his hands just now? He heard something that caused him to respond with the clap of his hands. Everything is important. Everything is a working. <laughs> Every amen, grab it, take it, hand raised. I always say at least, you know, if your mind's been swirling, lift your hands and worship the Lord a little bit because they tell us scientifically that when you lift your hands, your brain slows down. Some of you don't need to keep your hands up too long. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it needs to speed up. Praise the Lord. Uh, sorry about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking really intense at me. We just needed a, a moment there. You're like, amen. <laughs> so the young man stood out in the aisle. He cried out, this is not the way this was supposed to be. Have you ever had a moment like that? Have you ever had a moment that you went somewhere or you were just believing so much or you got to your prayer meeting, you got to whatever and said, God, this is not the way this was supposed to be. Well, instead of going home disgruntled, why don't you cry out in the aisle? You might be the trigger. That young man fell out in the spirit right there in the middle of the meeting. Things changed from that moment. I believe that each and every one of us has a sound, a note, a part to play. And sometimes all we have to do is to play our part. I'm not talking about you interrupting what the Spirit of God is doing. I'm talking about you working with what the Spirit is doing. Being bold enough to say, Pastor, something has to happen. Have you ever had a longing in your heart to see things happen? Seven of us. How many people has a longing in your heart? You heard what we said tonight. When, we got, when I got up here working with you, my part, bring in my part. When we started to focus in and spirit break out in Tulsa, how many people could sense that? Amen. There was a rising. There was a charging. There was a working and operation. I could just simply just not bother. I could just say, guys, that was amazing. Hallelujah. Okay, open your Bibles. But there's always something that the Spirit of God wants. And I believe that there are things within each and every one of us that God wants us to contribute. Sometimes it's hard finding how that fits. Or you just get to the place where the, the young man was so full in love with Jesus. And, and it reminds me probably that he had prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And probably had prayed for Duncan Campbell coming. And, and was at such a place of expectation in the spirit that when the meeting actually took place, he was like, meh, this is not what I thought this would be. And he was so full that he possibly broke protocol and roared a scripture. And everybody was not disappointed because of his obedience to the Spirit. I'm not talking about us being weird. 
I'm not talking about us being flaky. I'm just talking about that true leading and unction and workings of the Spirit. But don't confuse the corporate with the individual. Both have their place and both are special. But please don't be thinking that your time with the Lord should always be this sensual experience. Something wrong with that. I mean that so respectfully. I believe it's important that we sense the anointing. I believe it's important that we can articulate and appropriate the anointing, that we can understand as we grow the anointing. But for every moment that you step into the presence of the Lord, that you need to feel something. That would be like saying every time you plug your drill or your mixer into a socket, you need to feel something. I think we can lose what God wants to do by always trying to feel what He's doing. That's a good word. The anointing doesn't have to be felt to be operating. I think as charismatics and Pentecostals, we, we lose it there. Yeah. It, it always has to be sparks flying before God is moving. But I don't believe that Moses felt a great anointing when he stood beside the Red Sea. Actually, it says that he was crying and whinging. And God, actually, in one translation says, Moses, stop your crying. Get yourself together and move this people forward. I don't know if he felt a, an amazing anointing as he stepped into the water with his staff. There might have been too much going on. The cloud of dust in the distance knowing that the enemy is coming to get you. And this time, they're not going to be friendly about it. When the enemy realizes what he's lost, and he's coming to take you back, it's not going to be pretty. You're going back no matter what way he can get you back. Don't think the enemy will play nice. I don't know if Gideon felt a tremendous anointing. Certainly when the angel of the Lord showed up, I don't think he was buzzing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. He actually stood there and said things like, you got the wrong man. How many people has ever felt like God has got the wrong man? Some of you might even feel like God got the wrong man with me, praise the Lord. <laughs> Lift your hands just two minutes. Sweet Spirit of God, use this people powerfully, even on a summer night in July. Just a simple flow service with a few people together, a bunch of folks together. And what you're doing in us, Father God, is beyond anything that we can even describe. We don't even know hardly the beginnings of it. 
we know that there's only one way, and that is forward. Regardless of how we feel, regardless of how we see ourselves, we see you, we behold you, we seek your face. So this flick back a couple of pages. That was just the appetizer. How many people's going to make it? Praise God. So look at this in Isaiah 40, verse 31. You know, we're all just learning. You know that. <laughs> we're all just learning. We're, we're learning how to navigate what's going on today. Just like the early church learned to navigate their day. We're learning to navigate our day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect and look for and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up close to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. I take authority over fatigue in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You shall run and not grow weary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We'll walk and not grow faint. Hallelujah. We look on with fixed purpose to the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You know, Pastor Paul, I used to sense the Spirit of the Lord very powerfully, and I don't right now. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong. You may actually be, be being trained to move from feeling to faith. Hallelujah. But stop thinking there's something wrong because you don't feel. There's nothing wrong with my marriage when I'm not feeling Pastor Karen. Some of you are like, ooh, that's gross. There's nothing wrong. We're as happy married not feeling each other <laughs> because we are. And I don't need to feel her to remind me that I'm married. Now, it's a blessing to get to feel her, 
she gets to feel me. What a blessing for any person. But we're not running around like we're Velcro, having to hold on to each other like we're the, the fuzzies sticking together. I need to feel like we're married. No, that's not feeling like you're married. That's like, could you give me some space? Hallelujah. Thank you for one laugh on the front lawn. Anybody getting anything out of this tonight? It's not feelings. Feelings are good. But the feelings of love come and go. Oh, I love her. How do you know I love her? Because I feel. The love. Can you feel the love tonight? And then on the other side, what's love got to do with it? Marriage is a constant. Our relationship with God is a constant. I am his child. He is my father. Will I feel him or not? Whether he feels me or not, we have a covenant. We are together. It is final. I will never be separated. Nothing height nor depth nor principality or power can separate me from the love of God, which I may not feel. Oh man, there's a strong anointing in here tonight. How do you know? Well, I feel it. I'm going to move you to the front row. Why can't we just say there's a strong anointing in here tonight by faith? <laughs> Yokes are being destroyed. Burdens are being removed by faith. Whether you feel alive or dead, by faith, mountains are moving. <laughs> mountains are moving. Whether I'm shaking like a leaf and rocking like a whatever, I'm telling you, God is still moving. Don't base your progress on shake, rattle, and roll. Oh, it's better than good. For great is what we do. I've been on American Airlines so much. <laughs> I nearly can mouth with, with them. For great is what we do. God is moving. And we're moving with him. But I don't feel it. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Everybody should really get on board with him. Hallelujah. I mean, the Spirit of God's touching him. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Let's help him. Hallelujah. Spirit of God's moving. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Here I talk about not feeling and oh shall I feel getting drunk a little bit up and Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, let's just feel a moment. Come on, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Obviously, some of you were struggling, and the Lord had to move a little bit. And I want to feel, okay. God, obviously, you've got a direct line, and God really helped you by touching you. If you're visiting tonight, come back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. Prea paparasuramaya. Come on, just thank him and praise him. Bless him. Glorify him. <laughs> For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Come on. For the Lord is good. Come on. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Kramanasala babaranahatiaki. Sene salohoto kaprohonopaya. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah to the Lamb! Hallelujah to the Lamb! Fribiasto man We give him glory, honor, praise, magnify him. Bless his holy name. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, Rapaparana, Ephalamaya Sakalavina, Evriskapal. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let the waves of the glory of God. Hallelujah. The waves of the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
is so wonderful. Revelation chapter 3 verse 18 says this, here's what I want you to do. I want you to buy your gold from me, gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me, clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half naked long enough. And buy medicine for your eyes for me so you can see, so you can really see. It's amazing. Father, tonight, we just shield ourselves again. You're a consuming fire and your presence changes everything. Here I am to bow down. Something wonderful, something powerful, something beyond our wildest dreams desires to take place. He never would have invited us to believe that he would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think if he didn't give us the power to produce it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. So tonight, we release our faith to know heaven is here.
You may take your seats a couple of minutes. We're going to give on to the Lord. But I said to you this morning, you know, over this last few months, we heard of a couple of people having cancer in their body. But through prayer and diligence, Ruth, she rang the bell. She's cancer-free. Yeah. And two days ago, Tammy Luffelmacher rang the bell and she's cancer free. Come on, give the Lord praise and honor and glory. I also know of a family that's in Missouri that were attacked just by accusation and the Lord cleared their names. Hallelujah. He vindicates us. Isn't he so good? He's so wonderful. Well, did you have a great fourth week celebrating this great country? It was an amazing week. tonight as we give on to you Father God our worship continues that we give all of our hearts for you said where our heart is our treasure is also so Father tonight as we give you take the bread and you multiply it you take the fish and you multiply it you take what we have in our hands as we put it in yours and you multiply it for you're the God of over and above of more than enough and we trust you for every need met for every bill paid and for more in store we give you praise for this in Jesus precious name